We're gonna oh, get wait. rid of that echo. We had a bit of an oh, echo wait. there. But we are live. There we go. I've got rid of the echo. It's been one of those mornings, well, afternoon now, guys, because it is one o'clock, where things haven't quite gone to plan, but we're here anyway. Hi, everybody. I am Dan Edge. As always, I am joined by my lovely podcast wife. I've pointed in the wrong direction again. Samantha Rank, who is currently waving her lunch at you. This is the kind of day it is. But we're here. We are live. It is life downloaded. We had a bit of an echo because I was trying to sort tech stuff out. Um, Twitter's not worked like it was supposed to work today. But oh. the, link, the link is on Twitter. We are on Twitch for the first time ever. I don't know what that is. You um, don't know what that is? No. Okay. No. And can I just say for anyone who is watching you, I don't normally bring my lunch to the podcast recordings because that's really unprofessional. But as Dan has said, it's been one of those weird days where nothing has quite gone to plan. Um, I've actually blocked myself in just before we went live. Um, someone came to deliver something, and um, I had a really big delivery from Amazon earlier. I bought myself one of them robot, you know, them robot um, vacuum cleaners. Oh, you know, now like, I'm jealous. Floor. Yeah, I mean, like it's not like the top top of the range because I'm not that flush. Um, but yeah, so that arrived. But Amazon, I need to put a sign on the door. They always put it right outside the door. So as a wheelchair user, that is infuriating because I am essentially blocked. Mm. Uh, fire hazard. Amazon, if you are listening, I have told you about this on a number of occasions. Um, so I somehow this morning managed to drag the box into the hallway, but it's kind of just like being left there. So I am now still blocked in my own home. So, yeah, I just had to explain that to the uh, the guy uh, delivering my parcel. They go, huh, what, huh? I should just say I'm naked. Sorry, I'm naked. Can't open the door. <laughs> Maybe that Maybe would work. Maybe that's the way forward. Or we need to get we need to get you one of those smart doorbells that you can just answer on your phone and be like, please leave it there. Uh, see, I am naked. Hey. Yeah, hey. Hey. Oh my god, yeah, maybe I can. I wonder where I could expense that as a business expense, considering I am working from home. Possibly, possibly. Hey, well, Marcy, I hope you're not listening. Um, <laughs> well, um, everybody thinks Amazon listens, so you never know. <laughs> you never know. Amazon, 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 Amazon. If it, is it like Beetlejuice? If you say their name, <laughs> they, they appear. Then they appear. Who knows? Also, Who knows? Another brilliant film. Oh, Beetlejuice. I haven't seen Beetlejuice in a long time. For for those that are interested, it's currently on sale on iTunes. Um, I think I've got it on a DVD. How retro am I? Beetlejuice. The fact that DVDs are now retro does make me feel slightly old. Yeah. Um, And and what is that? What is that meme about, like, a cassette? A cassette and a pencil. They were like, you'll you'll only know the special friendship. Oh, yeah. As in an audio cassette. Yeah. Yeah, audio cassette. Old school. Used to be so, uh, do you remember Talk Boys? Do you remember Talk Boys? I do, from Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, I had a Talk Boy. I was cool. Cool. See, I always wanted one, never had one. Yeah. It's all right, because I always wanted one of them play kitchens, you know? Uh, never got one. Oh, no. So, swings and roundabouts, doesn't it, really? And then I was obsessed with The Little Mermaid. Um, don't uh, think that the irony is not lost on me. A girl that dreams to walk. Um, I genuinely just liked dolphins. I think that's where I was going with that one. 
But yeah, I, I remember one Christmas and it was always the case. And you know when they say, oh, you might as well just give a child a box because they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wanted, we always, I don't know in your household, but for Christmas, we were always allowed to ask for one big present. And then Generally, we'll get yeah. like, then we'll get kind of like small little gifts. And then me and my sister would get maybe two or three things that we had to share. So like a, like a, like a cassette player, like a, v, a VCH, you know? Um, but my big request that Christmas was a little mermaid. Um, it was like an underground, it was a Barbie doll or a doll, you know, that looked like her. And it was like an underground, uh, underground, underwater um, house for her. So like you had like a sheet of plastic which was like supposed to be the surface of the water, and then underneath it had like, like okay. her bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that is literally all I wanted. But you should so on the advert, you should be able to like get the doll and poke her head up through. And there's supposed to be a little hole cut out where you can poke her head up. Okay, up, the, up in up yeah. into the surface world. Well, yeah, that was the appeal for me, aged eight. Okay, that was the main appeal. Come Christmas Day, I got it. Thanks, Santa. Um, Something but it was quite effect slight defect they'd forgotten to cut out the hole in the plastic oh no and it ruined christmas for me oh no ruined christmas i am scarred for life absolutely scarred for life god Uh, damn little mermaid (laughs) yeah it actually hurts me just talking about it right now um but yeah that was my christmas disaster apart from that my sister always used to show me before christmas what i was going to get Anyone who's got an older sister or sibling will know that they can be cruel, 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 evil, evil people when you're when you're younger. And she used to get the presents from underneath my mum and dad's bed because um, that's where Santa hides them. And and um, and yeah, show me. And she's got just act surprised. Act surprise on Christmas Day. Now you are a only child, no? Dan, you never no, had this. I'm not. I'm not an only child. I right. I have um, older sisters, but because of family arrangements, I was the only child at home. Um, my sisters were that much older than me, so it wasn't a big a big. Why did I not know this? Why did I not know this? I don't know. You should know this. I'm sure we've had this conversation. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Um, so I was technically the only child at home. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have that. And my sister was so much older than me anyway. Um, you know, not that I'm saying my sister is old at all. Not that she watches regularly, but just in case she tunes in, <laughs> you are not old. Sister. What do you mean your sister isn't watching you all the time? Well, you know, she she has busy lives, busy lives, busy people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. I, I didn't quite have that, but yeah, like, um, I remember various Christmases. I can't believe we're talking about Christmas in April. <laughs> I love Christmas, though. I mean, it can't come round fast enough. I, I'm a big Christmas person. You and me both. You and me both. Now, my girlfriend, not so much. So she, she kind of tolerates me around the Christmas period. Oh, uh, <laughs> see, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I throw up Christmas and it just, like... You know, I've got the I've got a little tiny flat in London, and I last year decided that one Christmas tree wasn't enough. I'm going to buy another one and have it in my bedroom because I've got got space for that. You know, it's fine when it's out, but then when you actually have to pack it away and go, um, where where do you store all your Christmas decks when it's not Christmas? Yeah, that is that is the challenge. That is the challenge. We haven't described ourselves, so anyone who. Um, is, is visually a, impaired. Sorry, 
I don't even know whether I want to describe myself because I'm in a little bit of a state right now. <laughs> um, you've washed your hair. I haven't. I have so washed I have my got... hair. Hence why my <laughs> curls are so luscious and bouncy. I know, right? We are both blondies, aren't we? So I've got my hair up in a messy bun, got my glasses on, absolutely zero makeup on, um, and I'm wearing... Do you know what? So I've got this T-shirt. I've got a T-shirt with a lion on it. So it's It's, it's a tiger, my dear. Well, shut up. Semantic. <laughs> Semantics, okay? <laughs> it's the same thing. A big cat, okay? A big cat, that's true. I've got a big cat on my top. Um, but, can you see, like, here? I've got little flecks, and it looks like toothpaste, but it's actually part of the design. And part of me is like, that just looks like I've not been able to clean myself properly. Mm. And I've got my dinner down me. So that was a bit of a, that's H&M. H&M, I knew you were trying to be, like, cool, and trendy, but it just makes me look like I've missed my teeth and missed my mouth. Well, you know, we've all done it. We've all done it. But I'd just like to say that I am quite grateful that you have confirmed the fact that I am blonde today because over the weekend, my girlfriend and I were having a rather good-natured argument about the fact of whether I was blonde or brown-haired. Okay. <laughs> you um, blonde Thank you. I appreciate that, podwife, because this... Blonde. This was my point so, of argument that I am blonde, but quite um, often I get yeah. told I'm not. And it and no, I say to no, people, you are suddenly blonde. Hey, let's ask Kieran. We need to ask Kieran, my hairstylist. He'll he'll tell the world, right? Indeed. Well, Kieran is the lovely man that helped me tame these crazy curls. Um, and I put a picture up on Instagram the other day. Uh, saying, you know, my barber's going to have his work cut out when I actually go see him, and he proceeded to message me rather quickly, going, "No, keep the curls." Ah, uh, <laughs> so, so no, they, Kieran said that. Yeah. Kieran yeah. just wants in your pants. I think that's <laughs> all it is, Dad. He probably just likes the curls. Well, apparently, quite a few people Sorry. do. I never, I never saw the results of the survey we put up on Instagram. Do, do we? Oh my goodness! I have to try and find. It. You know I'm like the worst technophobe ever. But speaking of technology, can I make an announcement before I try and find Go for the? It. Uh, if I can actually find it, so my official website is now up and running. It's been a long time coming. Woo. The amazing um, creative designer that is uh, Vicky McFarlane. Um, you can go and look at her on social media. She's designed everything from my business card to I've got a lovely banner that I I was going to use the banner for like. To, to, to prop up in front of where we are but it didn't quite work the other day when I did it so I thought I'm not going to use it but it's like a banner thing but I do a lot of keynote speaking so I can take it with me if I do an event which is kind of cute yeah, uh, yeah. and she's done my logo and she's done my website now it's, I, I say it's a long time coming because I really wanted to get some new uh, headshots and new pictures for the for the website and obviously you know lockdown and life you know got kind of put on hold and I was like, Samantha, don't be a snob, because that's all it was, me being a snob. Uh, don't, don't kind of like hang about until you've got some new pictures. So yeah, so um, trying to trying to kind of over emails and get a website sorted has been been a little bit stressful. You know, you're going back and forth, but it's finally there. So it is samanthaRankOfficial.com. So you can go check it out. I have um, tried to ensure that it is completely inclusive. So we've got lots of features on there. Um, if you're dyslexic, if you're visually impaired, you know, um, all sorts of different font style texts and you can you can have a play around with it. 
So, uh, and I put uh, closed captions on the video that's on there of my like my show reel. So hopefully I have done you all proud. Um, but I would love some feedback if you have got access requirements. You know, I would love you to go on to SamanthaRankOfficial.com and have a play around with it, I suppose, and and tell me Indeed. what you think of it. What needs working and what doesn't. What yeah, needs, but it's really nice. It's consolidated everything on there. So that's exciting. So I'm going to do, once we finish here, I'm going to do a little post on Instagram about Indeed. it. But yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, and thank you to Vicky who who put up with my moaning going, actually, I don't like that picture. Can I have that picture? Actually, I don't like <laughs> that picture. Can we go back to that picture? Actually, Vicky, I really like the first picture. <laughs> that picture. That was six months of that. So yeah. Well, I've just had a bit of a nosy round, Samantha Rankfischel, because you told me it went live. Like, oh, baby. I, f- I feel like it's it's a bit like the lovely Dr. Amy Kavanagh who comes in and watches Amy, the podcast Amy. When, a bit of Amy. when she's available to. I feel like I'm always going to have to rename, full name your website, samantharankofficial.com. Um, yeah, obviously. So, so yeah. Um, and it is a very nice site. And it honestly, I mean, I've built mine myself. Um and mine is by no means as accessible as yours, and it does make me feel a little bit guilty. It really does. Um, in the fact that, you know, in the accessibility competition, it's phenomenally accessible, um, and mine just isn't. So well done. Well done, Yay! team at samantharankofficial.com. So um, I'm going to share the results. Um, 71% said yes. 29% said no. Oh, so you see, that that's, right now. that's a 71%. Uh, controversial, controversial. Yeah. 71% um, of people say I should keep the curls. Yeah, so I think that's, I think that's, that, that's that, isn't it, really? Yeah, and my girlfriend will be most pleased, because she is a <laughs> fan, um, but she'll be most pleased that the Life Downloaded Universe agrees with her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get mine done. Um, I'm hopefully going to be filming next week. So I've kind of um, asked Kieran if he's available uh, to come on my porch. And we can sit out on my porch. Or, yeah, or, or on, <laughs> on your roof garden. On my roof garden and do my hair. That's totally allowed, no? It's outside. Totally. Um, totally. Outside. So, yeah. So um, that's that. But I am... Um, and I've even booked him for a pedicure on Saturday. Someone's Ooh. coming to my house, but we might, again, do it on my porch. Um, I've got my I've got my visor and I've got everything, so I've got full PPE. But I just feel like I need something... Something just to kind of make me feel a bit more normal again. And I don't think... I don't think I've realised how much cabin fever has impacted me until I went out yesterday. I've not been out for a while. The last time I went out was for a dentist appointment, which I don't think counts. No, that's count. a medical it thing. That's, that's not life. No. That's a horrible medical thing. That's just like crappy stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I went out um, and I am, um, I'm normally a wheel, uh, uh, I'm normally a wheelchair user. No, I am a wheelchair user. You are a wheelchair um, user. It's not normally. normally Today medical. I've decided Today, no. Right, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, just casual. No, but I am a full-time wheelchair user, and 99% of the time I am a manual chair user, and I've only 
recently got a power chair um, with some hesitance. And I know we've spoken about this on the podcast before. I think people, it's a very ableist kind of view that once you get a power chair, your life is going to be revolutionized and you're going to be completely independent. Whereas actually, um, I feel more privileged as a manual chair user in the sense that um, getting public transport with a a manual chair is easier mm-hmm. uh, even if you you know can't go to a restaurant and it's got one step in someone can just lift you in you know or someone can help you get in yeah. uh even a couple of steps you cannot do that with a power chair no one is going to lift you exactly you and know? i you know again looking at the um differences between manual chairs and power chairs there was a picture i saw on twitter that lovely thing that gives us all our source material every week uh, <laughs> Um, of a of a power chair user um, who went somewhere and they had a lift an accessibility lift but on the lift it said no power chairs please wow what where was this um, it was in, in a this hospital country? yes in this country in a hospital I believe um, which is hilarious because of the weight I believe so yeah okay I mean I don't I mean. I get it, uh, but I don't get it. You know, Sandra like... joined us as usual. Hello, Sandra. Nice to see Hi, you. Hi, Sandra. Um, and she says it was a hospital, so she's obviously seen the same same. Talk. I need to get on Twitter more because you guys all seem to be in the know. I just find it a really vapid place, um, so I kind of only dip in and out of it. Normally to rant myself, which is kind of hypocritical, but when I rant, it's with proper purpose. <laughs> yes, um, purposeful proper ranting. purpose. Purposeful uh, ranting. Pur- ranting. Say, this happened last time when I came in this corner of my room I got like really nasally and it's happened again and I'm just trying to look in my room what the freaking hell have I got in this corner that is making me bung up and I just don't get it anyway that is not the point of what <laughs> about, but, it's, but I do apologize you, you never know what direction a life downloaded is gonna go <laughs> it sounds like I've been on a bender I've been putting cocaine up my nose for about 48 hours which I really really haven't Although, oh yeah, talking about brushing your teeth, I got toothbrush, toothpaste on my nose the other day and it really did look like I'd been dabbling <laughs> in some sort of extra. It was, it was mortifying, so it can happen. Uh, that's because this bit between my lip and my nose is really, really tiny. Gotcha. See? Bear with me, I'm problem. just sorting out my lights because I've just realised it's gone very dark. But yes, tooth, oh, toothpaste on I'm your just, nose. I'm just like an angel glowing in light. Um, no, so I took my power chair out. This is what this, this is where the story was going. And then I did some shopping. I actually went for a drink with my PA, Alfresco. Alfresco, um, outdoors, yeah. Alfresco. And then as I was crossing a very busy street, as I was about to mount the curb, I just got up the, the next curb, uh, my wheelchair went, nope, gear stick out of out of joint, and it completely cut out. Cut out. Oh, wow. Completely. Literally, like, inches away from a busy... I don't know if anyone knows uh, London, so Old Street Roundabout, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I know Old Street Roundabout. Like, so that was absolutely terrifying. Luckily, I was with my PA, who managed to put the chair into override. You can push it, but again, it's a, it's a bit of a beast to push. I was going to you know? say, your your power chair and power chairs generally aren't light animals. They... They are the rhinoceroses of the wheelchair world, generally. Absolutely. Um, and I do want to note, like, we, she was fa- she was faffing around, having a look at all the, you know, to make sure no cable has come loose. 
like you say, I was there for an hour. It was really cold. I didn't have a jacket. Kind of my own fault, but I was like, I'm five minutes from home and it's sunny. But where I got stuck, it was a really cold, like with no sun. No one stopped, you know. No one kind of like came over. Apparently my lips went blue at one point because oh, it was wow. that cold. Um, we called our local police station and fire brigade. No one picked up. Can I just say, hello? Wow. Emergency services, mm. you know, like what, what, because what do you do in that situation? I went to Twitter. A lot of people asked whether I had insurance. No, I didn't have insurance. I wasn't really aware there was that form of insurance. No, I've got to be honest. I, I didn't know like wheelchair insurance was a thing. Like a, like an AA insurance, you know, like they will come and pick you up and drop you home. Oh, wow. No, I, I definitely didn't know that. No, so I didn't either. But then equally, I was a little bit like, um, okay, don't make me feel bad in my my hour of need don't make me feel ignorant mm. um but i was shocked by because what would you do what would you do you say if you're on your own i was with my pa um and she she could go back to my house get my manual chair bring it back but we still need someone to stay with mm. the power chair or help the, her get the power chair back yeah. the people that the people that provided me with the chair they weren't answering any phone numbers that i had so we were, I was out there for about an hour, which was, you know, stressful. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you do. I was contemplating being in 999, and then I was like, well, it's always on my own. I think I would have done. Mm. What, what would you actually do? This is the thing. I mean, you were fortunate that, you know, you weren't on your own at that point. No. Um, and... Yeah, it's... I don't know what you do. I mean... Hope you know there'd be part of me that says call on a passerby, but then that's challenging because if nobody's if nobody's around, well, even them, but, but for them to do what? Because mm. for me, I I couldn't I couldn't like the roads are so bad that that there's only specific ways I could get home because of the curbs. Mm. Yeah. So so say if it would take normally five minutes to get to my home, it's taking 15, 20 minutes because I've got, I have to go. You've got to go the long way around, yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't expect a bystander to kind of push a heavy power chair. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I would have definitely, if I was on my own, I would have called 999. I'm sorry. Whether people might not agree with me, but I think if anything's an emergency, then that's a bloody emergency because even... Even calling like a taxi where I was in London, things like that, that's not that easy. As in, they can only park in certain areas. Yeah. You know, you can't... And, e- and even then, with, with the big heavy power chair, if it's not moving, they've still got to get it into the taxi. Yeah, and a lot of cabbies can, can rightly so refuse to do that because of health and safety, you know. Mm. It's, not, it's not really fair to make them, you know, do that. So, yeah, that was a really terrifying experience. However, I have... Um, been chatting to let me bring up the company's name because I'm really my memory is quite shocking at the minute um, where Mark Bates so Mark Bates is a company I believe um, uh, they, they 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 have a personal life experience of, of having disabilities or their family members so I feel like that you know they, they know their stuff but they have a service where they, they have people that will come and, and pick you and drop you off and it's you know it's they won't rely on accessible taxi firms or anything. I believe oh, they've, actually got, they've actually got vehicles out, you know, specifically for that. So that was kind of really reassuring. So 
I am going to be doing some promo for them and um, they're going to be uh, helping me get some insurance. And if it's, really if it's all the more reassuring for you, Sandra says that's who her insurance is with. Yay! Insurance sisters. Well, hey. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so, so that's really good. But I think there's not enough out there. And I think I was a little bit upset by how blase the disability community were. Not towards me. They were very sympathetic towards me. And I had a lot of people give me, you know, really supportive, semi-supportive messages. Mm. And even like, you know, check up on me that I've got home. And I'm really grateful for that. I meant blase as in other power chair users going, oh yeah, it's happened to me. It's happened to me in a road. It's happened to me. I mean, that that's not, a, like my chair costs nine and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think, you know, rightly or wrongly, it's very much a case of until you know it's a new experience for you because you, you you're not a regular power chair user and i think it just goes to show rightly or wrongly i would say wrongly what disabled people on a daily, daily. weekly monthly <laughs> yearly basis how whatever time period we're going to put on it have accepted that it's acceptable to put up with when looking at it from an outsider's perspective we shouldn't accept that we shouldn't have to but we do but Um, i think that goes for everything with regards to disability we all we all all of us seem to have to learn the hard way mm. and i I get what you're saying because i've had a few people a few comments going well at least you know now or at least you've experienced that at least you were with someone at least you know but Again, my, my point is exactly what you said. It's pretty shit that we have to learn that way. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, I am actually grateful that that happened. I know what to do now. I, and I was with someone. I wasn't on my own. Yeah. But, but what a really traumatic, stressful, anxiety-inducing way to have to experience these life experiences. You know, if you if you say, right, we, we threw a three-year-old into a pond to see whether they swam, and they did, because that's how kids should learn to swim. Like, everyone would be mortified. Like, you can't do that. No. You know, you can't just... Well, that's how I feel as a disabled person, mm. constantly, you know? Yeah. Being thrown in without a safety net. Yeah, and it's, you know, it it is a great... You know, it's one of those things that... A great problem that disabled people have to put up with. It's like, you know, it's it adds to that list of things that should be accessible and show you know fits into the social model and the fact that the world isn't built for disabled people and we talk about this all the time on the podcast but the fact that we can talk about it so often about so many different things shows you how inaccessible the world is and yeah you know whether do you now plan as a as a power chair user and i'm you know i'm not a power chair user i'm a manual chair user in the main I walk or I'm in a manual chair. Do you plan as a power chair user um, to take somebody with you every time just in case your chair goes wrong? Now, that you shouldn't be in that. That negates the reason why I got it. Yeah, that but negates I, the reason I, yeah. for the power chair. I, I mean, I, I have not got um, strong upper body um, upper body strength. So I can if I'm in a shopping centre, like Westfield Centre, I can wheel myself. I, I go there on my own. I'm independent. I can do all that. Yeah, because their, out, their floors are lovely, smooth, marble, yeah, and easy got to push bathroom. on. But, but under normal circumstances, I struggle getting up and down curbs. I've had quite a few falls 
out of my chair, so I'm quite an anxious wheelchair pusher. So I, if I'm in my manual chair, I normally have someone pushing me. Gotcha. And the whole point of getting a power chair was to give me more freedom. Yeah. And, you know, we spoke last podcast about, you know, me having to find a new PA, uh, not really receiving a whole lot of hours a week, so for someone to assist me. And, you know, the power chair was, again, we're supposed to be for the days where I don't have any support and I run out of milk or I need to do something, mm. you know, I can use the power chair. And if I'm completely honest, and this isn't necessarily a reflection on the chair, you know, um, because I, I think technology is wonderful. It's more to do with the environment, you know, it, it, and the chair, the chair um, was what happened yesterday. That was because I hadn't lowered it correctly. Mm all the way down however my my argument is no one ever told me that that had to happen and i'd just been in the shop all the way around with it high up so it must have been i got over a certain speed and it just cut out okay i'm a little bit like surely you should just say lower the chair there should be some sort of alarm before it just completely cuts out you know ideally um, from a design perspective ideally, maybe, maybe that's um, someone's pitched something to pitch to the manufacturer Absolutely, um, but uh, but but on other occasions, it's more being you know drop curbs that have stopped me, you know, like too too high or uh, wet. The, the the leaves on the road have made me skid. Oh, uh, so it's been it's been you know kind of external factors, and I have done. I've absolutely lost my confidence with it, and I feel really really annoyed because I you know I I have been trying to push myself for taking it out and and finding different routes. And, and unfortunately, the thing is, when you live in the city, every five minutes you've got road work. Well, this road is closed, that road's closed. So you may have, you know, like, I may have mapped out a really safe route to get to somewhere. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, you'll do, you'll go there and you're like, nope, I have to turn back around because they've closed off the road. So it is a freaking nightmare. And sympathy to everyone out there who's battled the same. And, um, and I think this is why I get really, really annoyed when, I've had friends go, oh, just use your power chair. Isn't it great? Oh, I don't need to push you anymore. Like, you know, like, oh, you're going to be completely independent. Like, oh, not really, though. Mm. Not, not really. You know, and there are, for many people, power chairs are massively liberating. Like, we're not, we're not down in power chairs on any level, but it's, it's the perception that, one thing is a cure-all for everybody and that's that's never the case because disability much like and impairments much like the people that have them <laughs> are all different yeah. and what works oh, is, what yeah. works for one person isn't going to work for all the other people and yeah it's it's one of those oh absolutely. i mean i completely agree i mean i, I mean just to balance the scales you know I my bathroom is a wet room, but I don't have a shower chair. So you you can have a shower chair that is mounted to the wall where you sit in the shower, so it comes down like a drop down. They're they're my favourites. I have one of those. (laughs) But then you can have a shower chair, as in a proper propelled wheelchair, which is waterproof, so that you can go into the shower itself. Um, But I couldn't do that because I struggled to transfer, Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't have enough room in my bathroom. So I have to physically wheel this chair that I'm in now really close into the shower and transfer onto the little flip-down chair. But what that means is it gets wet, and that means that it rusts the chair. So I've had a lot of problems with my manual chair with the front wheels, caster wheels snapping and doing everything. So there's, you know, not everything has a 
everything has a downside and nothing's ideal again because we live in such a disabling world but i think exactly what your point you were making is i think the perception is infuriating mm. and i'm actually really glad that my pa has been out with me on these occasions because she has seen um you know these barriers firsthand and when i have my little moan or when i have my panic attack you know i don't i i don't get this kind of oh okay sam you know brushed off whatever you're being dramatic which i know a lot of people do when i do have my kind of panics about going out independently because they just don't they just don't understand why i'm not doing it more often no. but when you're out there and that happens and it's like shit what do we do you know it kind of brings it home and uh you know it's like well would you freak out if that happened to you oh yeah and that, you, <laughs> you know even as a even as a manual chair user um you know fortunately i can walk some some distance not a huge amount but you know i can i can cover some ground um so if my if something went wrong with my chair i am not completely stuck um but i've i've been i i can think of like two three occasions straight off the top of my head that even with a manual chair um you know i've been in my chair and things have gone wrong thankfully other people have been around much like yourself but um, I was I was on my way. Where was I going? I was off to rehearsals for a theatre show with the the lovely Proteus Theatre Company a couple of years ago, and I was pushing to um, the the Overground Station to get the train because I was in London, and I took my chair through new um, laid pathway. They'd like retarmat the pathway, and my front caster snapped completely off snapped in half and completely disappeared. Thankfully, somebody saw me that was local. I wasn't with anybody at this point, but somebody saw me that was local and could see that my wheel had snapped off and he had enough local knowledge to go, look, there's a car garage around the wow. corner. He literally carried my my chair to the car garage and the guys in the garage reattached my caster so I could at wow. least wheel home. Like... That, and that, crazy. That's the good nature of people. But I was stuck with a snapped caster. And, you know, you've mentioned before how expensive wheelchairs are. It's not like I could get up, leave my chair, walk somewhere. This is what I was saying. In London, that will get snapped up straight away. Mm. You know, like yeah. that would be gone before you even blinked an eye. Yeah. That happened to me with my old manual chair. My caster wheel did exactly the same. I was in the house and obviously... Um, not to say who's the biggest victim here, but I have got brittle bones, so for me to come out my chair be a little bit more damaging than yourself, Dan. Indeed, indeed. Um, and I just remember balancing, because obviously I'm on three, three, three wheels, wheels yeah. I was balancing just on like my a, table. Like and a really dodgy again, stool, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, I I had, I had called um, the, the uh, what they called... Um, Red Cross. I called. I called all different people, and even uh, you know, to a wheelchair hire um, yeah. uh, place, and even they said they couldn't get anything out for me for an, for a whole day. And I was like, how long do I get to the bathroom or do anything? And luckily, I mean, I dragged myself to the sofa and got off from the sofa. But even being then being able to access, you know, to let people in, you know, I think at that point I didn't even have a key safe, you know, to help me. Mm. It was just, you know. I mean, hats off. I I know people get go on about you know, like even I talk a lot about inspiration porn and objectifying disabled people and seeing us as these inspirations or seeing seeing us as resilient. But actually, sometimes I'm like, fuck yeah, we are resilient. 
Because yeah. if you were to if you were to give this to any any other person on any given day, and then expect them to go to work, or then expect them to be a parent on top of it, which again, disabled people do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them would be having a major meltdown. I mean, we see it now with the pandemic, and this isn't to belittle anyone who's struggling, but you know, like for me, for me or you, you know, isolation or, or having to. I mean, coming face to face with challenges or change, dramatic change, um, is just part and part of life. And not to say that we all go tra la la. This is amazing. We're just getting on with it. You know, I mean, yesterday I I felt absolutely drained and I feel exhausted today, and it takes a lot out of me. But yeah, you know, there's so much, and this is again why we really need to push for people with disabilities getting better jobs and being in in roles that are higher up the chain because the you know the resilience and the kind of quick thinking i should have been on that is it ss ss what is it called that um who dares wins S- oh yeah sas who dares yeah. wins like, <laughs> i'd love to see you in the sas um that would be amazing you know again not not belittling anybody but the um, amazing Frances Ryan, who is a disabled journalist, she writes for The Guardian, she's written her own books and so on and so forth, put out a tweet the other day, <laughs> excuse me, saying that she was somewhat having a sort of a Sachin Freud moment, so sort of enjoying people sort of realising bad stuff about people complaining that, you know, they had to book to go to the pub or to a restaurant and they had to plan and only be there when so many people were there. And she was like, disabled people do this all the time, all the time. And then we have to talk to the waiter on the phone for half an hour and still find out when we get to the place, even though we've been told it is, that it isn't accessible. (laughs) And it's like, so, yeah, she she took a little bit of joy in... Not people's struggling because that's not good for anybody, but just the the parity and the realization. Oh, Sam's been distracted. Sorry, he's, sorry. He's, <laughs> just keep chatting. I need to feed the cat. One sec, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the new weekly point of the podcast where I am your sole host. This has happened three weeks on the trot now, so I'm getting quite used to it. So Dan's thought for the day, no, I genuinely don't have a thought for the day, but it's it's true, Sandra, reading your comments on YouTube, um, that, yeah, we, we innovate and come up with solutions to stuff all the time, um, because we have to. And I think, you know, going back to Sam's comments on perseverance, that's very much it. And I'm glad you've ordered a shower bench and it, it's safer than the chair. Safety is always key, because, you know, we, we like our audience here at Life Downloaded and we don't want you to injure yourselves or, or whatever. Sam, Sam is currently feeding Bruno. Um, I'm now filling space, so I'm going to do a dance. No. But, but yeah, it really is interesting. Um, you know, I, I didn't know, like we said, until today, yesterday, that there was... Sam is a bit of a mad cat lady. There she is, in all her full glory... Um, sorry about that, but my little baby kitten, he's still a kitten. He's only 11 months old. He's still a kitten, kitten until he's like one. Um, he, he's been sleeping all day and he's not had much food. So I thought, yeah, he started crying. And his cry really sounds like a baby and I just can't help myself. 
So, they, apologies, Those everyone. cats have you wrapped around their little finger, Miss Wren. And I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> yeah. But my, my friend was like, they're ruined. They're ruined. They are Your ruined. They're ruined. But I love be, that expression. To be fair... My lovely lady is also a cat lady, and some would argue that her cats are ruined. Um, but you know. Are you saying this, Danny boy? Would I? Would Potentially. I? Would I? No, no. But her cats are very well looked after, and they they drive me crazy. Um, but they're all right, really. And that, yeah, that's, that's fine. They can be a pain in the arse. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, was, I mean, to be quite honest, I was really happy to get out of the house, even though yesterday with the whole chair debacle, just being out of the house and away from the cats. Because I think, I think they, because I'm spending so much time at home, and this is true to anyone at the moment, and you know, because what John, etc., uh, who has a who has a pet, you know, I think they they more now than anything feel like I am like a cat, or you know what I mean, or more attached to me. I, I am part of their little pack, so. So they, they crave my attention mm. much, much more, you know. Um, so I think it was healthy for both of us to have a little bit of a break <laughs> from, from one another. Healthy for your relationship <laughs> to have separate interests and time separate apart. <laughs> this is the thing, when I'm not there, they just sleep. I'm like, why can't you do that when I'm doing work? <laughs> because that would be helpful. Common sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be helpful. And... What I have learnt about cats is, for, through my time of spending time with my lovely lady and her, her collective of of felines, is, oh Sam is talking to a cat again. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Her collect her collective of felines is that cats run on cat schedule. Cats do not run on human schedule, at all. Uh, oh. There's Bruno, look. There he is, in all his glory. In all his nakedness. Indeed. Hey, Bruno, welcome to Life Downloaded. Um, Life Downloaded, Life Downloaded. Those of you that are listening on the podcast, Bruno is a sphinx cat, if you're not already aware. He is he is pink and furless. Um <laughs> That's a lie, actually. They've got, like, tiny little peach fuzz. That's true. They do have a bit of peach fuzz going on. And according to my girlfriend, um, Bruno has the best cat knuckles ever. Yeah, I know. They're like little fingers. Yeah. So I posted a picture because I do have their own Instagram, at Lady Lola and Lord Bruno. There you go, Lady Lola uh, and Lord Bruno, if you missed that. Yeah. At Lady well, Lola and Lord Bruno. I mean, they've got over a thousand followers, which is crazy. I know. This, uh, this is the thing. Your cats are about 500 followers behind me. And potentially been on TV more times than you. My cats have been on TV quite a few times now. Like, literally. No, I'm, even jo- I'm not even joking because everyone wants to know. And then when they find out how unusual they are, they're like, oh, give us some pictures and we'll put them on air. So the, I think they've been on Jeremy Vine twice now, and they've been on BBC Morning Morning Live once. They're famous cats. Wow. See, but I mean, I mean, that's kind of, that. I mean, what they does, are my choice. What does that I say? What it, does that say about my twelve-year career? No Your cats, one of which is eleven months old, has been on TV <laughs> more than me. Oh man. Yeah. 
Yeah, what can I say? Imagine if I had a child. They would already be like on Broadway, wouldn't they? They would, knowing you. Here you go, child. Be away. Um, <laughs> on that note, I think we should like um, quit because my TV's off and the birds that keep them... I put birds on YouTube to keep uh. them stimulated. Yeah, it, that's gone off now. And it looks like it's going to piss it down with rain. Apparently, according to Sandra, I need to be a cat. Um... I, I'm sure my girlfriend. Would, I'm sure my girlfriend would quite happily house a fifth cat. She keeps, <laughs> she keeps, she keeps arguing. So, like, who am I? Who am I? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? At least your feel misses about um, Lola seems to have been. They've kind of had a bit of a falling out. What do you do? Her cats have fallen out. Oh like, yeah. They were making really. progress, and now all of a sudden they don't particularly like one another. So I put all the airwick things in, you know, like the felly way, smell. Oh, yeah, it. the the cat, the cat. Got all that. Air freshness. Um, and is that quite common? I'm assuming so, because they're animals. Oh, yeah, like her her cats scrap with each other on a daily basis. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. They, they're not like, that bad. No, like, they try and wrestle each other every day. Like. No, but how would you know whether it's plain or whether it's, I hate your guts, get out of my house i shall put you in contact with my lovely lady she will be able to inform you yes please yes please right i do need a wee hurrah uh, way, the well, usual the usual marker for the end of an episode of life of downloaded has yeah. occurred sam's bladder is full so ladies and gentlemen sandra's name in this advert uh this episode luscious locks and crazy cat lady Yay. there we go that'll be the name for this episode when i edit it up if you want to catch up on the episodes previous, look for Life Downloaded on Spotify, iTunes, all the all the podcasty type platforms. Um, have a listen, catch up on stuff we've spoken about before. I am Dan Edge. My lovely podcast wife, and I've pointed in the right direction this time, is Samantha Rank. Hurrah. This has been Life Downloaded. We'll probably see you. In about a week or so, give or take, you never know with us. We try and be consistent, but it doesn't always work. So until that point, look after yourself, stay safe, say hi to everybody. If you've just been released, keep social distancing and all that stuff. But, but, you know, enjoy your time outside as well. Don't drink too much. Nope. Um, (laughs) And yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. So look after yourselves. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.